0: Alright, should we just should we just rip? Yeah. Get get right into it?
1: Rip right into it.
0: Rip, 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 oh, rip, 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 everybody it is wednesday april 14th david and i are uh recording live here at four thirty-four p.m eastern we're both in toronto um my name is jacob eeman here with me is david patrick fleming you're listening to underdogs episode 72
1: i believe um it's wednesday you, you, you it's, said the time but you'd say the day it's wednesday
0: it's Wednesday. Well, I'm all out of sorts here today, David. I'm, it's, it's weird. It's afternoon baseball. I'm, 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 I'm not in a good space, you know?
1: Just saw a walk-off
0: I mean, win, baby. Yeah, and, and that didn't even get me going, you know? Yeah, me either, it to be like, honest. Didn't even was, get Bo was...
1: going, to be honest. I mean, if you saw yeah. the post-game interview, he didn't look like he gave a damn either.
0: Yeah, I, uh, if, you can imag- if you watched that and you saw Bo's interview, that's basically how I feel right now. Yeah, but I'm 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 letting it loose. I'm letting it loose. We're going we're going into the episode before we start. I just want to give a shout out to uh, CJ underscore OK, who uh, uh, was listening to the show and heard us talking about giving a reviews. Didn't want to be outdone by Ross Atkins. Came in there with the five star review entitled "Not Your Father's Baseball Podcast." And this is what CJ underscore OK had to say. He said. Love the insights and the lighthearted approach these two take. Yeah. Always looking forward to playing the latest episode when notification pops up. There's no other podcast like it. That's correct. Most importantly, just the right number of bad words per episode to keep me entertained.
1: I feel like I say way more bad words than you.
0: That's correct. You do.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: I all you listeners out there, the fans, Keep those coming in. We're loving that. We're loving that. we We got 17 five-star ratings now. We need, I don't know, how many more do we need, David?
1: 206.
0: We need a lot. Yeah. We need a lot, okay? Yeah. Wanna see? want to see those keep coming in. And, and thank you to everyone who has given us reviews. It really helps the show. It gets us, you know, when people type in Blue Jays into their podcatcher, their apps, it keeps, it keeps us getting closer and closer to the beginning there. we're already We're doing
1: pretty good. Some people might say, hey, guys, you should have put Blue Jays in your title. Well, that's not what this is. And it we're, no. we're pot committed now. OK, so <laughs> we're already we're already into that. So we need somebody to really write in obscure things for this podcast to catch on. And, you know, we wear that. That's our fault. But so help us out. Just help us.
0: Yeah, help us out. But let's get into it today. I mean, we just we just walked off the Yankees. That feels pretty
1: good. Yeah, that's I'm, our I'm, second I'm series win against the Yankees. We've only played them two series. Yeah. Is it just me or the Yankees suck? No, it's not just you. It's official. The Yankees suck. (laughs) The Yankees are five and seven. What are we? Six and six, Six baby.
0: We're 500. And (laughs) if I'm being honest, I'm guessing it's probably the last time we'll be 500 all season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make a bold claim right now. We will never drop below 500 for the rest of the year.
0: That makes sense to me. I mean... Things are cooking up here. We're 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 putting things together. I and mean, Bo is is playing out of his mind right now. Uh, uh, looking incredible. Rowdy Tellez has got the monkey off his his back. He he hit the home run. The hits are are coming in. Uh, what, what did he hit? Two two hits. Two nice hits today.
1: Two nice hit hits today. Run. Dinger last night. Um, and an,
0: and another hit last night too. Right? It hmm. wasn't just the home
1: run, was it? Uh, I think it might've just been the home run, but maybe not, maybe not. All right. Well, either way, case, you know, you we're can, building just... towards the, this team being carried by its offense, which is what we need right now because everybody else is uh, hurt. And we still don't
0: have George Springer. We don't have our silver slugger, Teoscar Hernandez, and we're still taking it to the Yankees. And well, part of thats is is, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the pitching, right, David? I mean, <laughs> yeah. the starting pitching we're getting, uh, maybe not T.J. like, but he was fine. But I mean, uh, ray to open it he was he was awesome i mean robbie
1: ray like, look a little bit like um, a left-handed justin verlander on steroids yeah i think it's exactly just the tight pants like. it's the tight pants it's the dark hair it's the you know it's the little bit of the demeanor but uh that's what he was reminding me of and you know he looked really good comeback player of the year stephen Matz is still not proving me wrong yeah um, it's funny you mention raised pants
0: because that's what I have in note number one in in the episode notes. It's yeah. just it's just a note that says raise pants. They they keep getting tighter.
1: If you were an MLB, I think it's really just for pitchers, but maybe not. But if you were an MLB player, what what's the style of pant that you're gonna rock with?
0: Cavan Bigios. Those are tight. And too. Slash, slash raised. Like I'm 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 close. I'm straddling there.
1: I don't have the legs for that. I'd look like shit in those pants. Mm, mm -hmm. Like DGO's got the legs for that. Ray's got the leg. Like Ray looks like he deadlifts. Mm -hmm. Like he's got some strong lower half. I think like we should start a
0: TikTok account because like we start posting like pics of, of Robbie Ray's butt with like, I mean, you get, it's got a, he's got a full wedgie going on and I feel like it's on purpose. He's trying to turn people on
1: maybe you know, that's get, why get he, him like
0: kind of like shaking it a little bit and put some music on that that's a hit tiktok
1: maybe that's why he screams when he pitches because he's like ah, this fucking wedgie ah, 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 every time i pitch it's right up in my crack yeah
0: yeah but so he's he's back he looks great i'm i'm here for that guess what i got in note two here is it uh, something
1: superficial is it also something superficial
0: Well, it's something we haven't talked about because it was something that happened in between uh, Yankees series um, here and our our doing an episode. It's an addition that the Yankees made when they acquired a rat.
1: Oh, yeah. The fucking dirty stench rat.
0: Yeah. I just have a note. that says, oh, door. He's a rat.
1: (laughs) And that's about all that we need to say about that. And I will say
0: he looks better shaved, though.
1: Right. Uh, no, 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 no.
0: maybe he looks like
1: dirty. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a dumpster baby with the beard, but he does. Don't don't, I I actually don't ever think that when players go to the Yankees, that they end up looking better. Like Garrett Cole looked better with the beard. Corey Kluber looked better with the beard. All those like guys that come in and they have to change their look for the Yankees. I I find that uh, frustrating. I wonder if Yankee Mm -hmm. fans find that frustrating. What if the players themselves find that frustrating? But I disagree about the Odor thing. I'm not saying Odor's beard was great, but... It was disgusting. I don't like seeing his true self either. Yeah. you think if when he shaved his beard off, a few dead rats fell out of it?
0: I mean, yeah. They, I think the,
1: he's, 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 he's formed by rats, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's formed by rats. His arms are snakes. And uh, now the Yankees have him, and he sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I had I had something that I was riffing off that with. Uh, now it's gone,
1: gone forever, probably.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh You know what I was going to say? It was it was on the lines with Yankees fans. I don't know about you, but I'm 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 sick of I'm I don't want Yankees coming to, to, to Dunedin anymore because it's not a home game. Yeah, we not, don't have a home game. It's not a home game. It's the game Yankees at all. St- stadium. It's it's it's, it's yeah. unbearable, especially the first game that that Robbie Ray start. There was a heckler that was so loud, so close to the mic. And the whole night was like, it was, I felt tense. I felt angry. I felt like someone needs to like get this guy out of the game. I couldn't ever tell what he was saying, but it was making me real punchy. And I can only imagine that the players felt it too.
1: It's a big ask to get. Americans to start rooting for the Blue Jays, even though, you know, the Blue Jays have that Dunedin facility and they play, you know, single A ball in Dunedin. I don't, there's probably not a ton of Blue Jays fans that are in Florida, but even if there is or there isn't, the Yankees fans are much, much louder. And it reminds me of the old dirty days in the Rogers Center when the Mm -hmm. Jays were shit and then you'd face the Red Sox. And the Red Sox fans would be at least half of the amount of fans that were in the Rogers Center and be way, way louder. Because if you travel to go see your team, you're, you're going to make your voice heard.
0: Yeah. They're just aggressive yeah. and they feel, I can tell that they feel confident, you know? Yeah. There's no one that's keeping them in check. Yeah. And I don't know if what, something needs to be done about it. Like we need to limit the number of, like I'd rather have less people on the stands than let all those Yankees fans, like we can't have, we can't have out Yankees fans outnumbering.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know how you're supposed to. Mo- like, you can't say, don't let them in. if they Hey, guys, Yankees stop. <laughs> well, you don't get in. No. All right. We, we we let in. We let in 10,
0: 15 Yankees fans already. It's gotta got to be a battle. On. It's
1: got to be a battle with fans. It can't be a battle with the organization saying you're not allowed in. It's got to be Blue Jays fans stepping up to the plate. If they're existing around Florida or in the area or they can travel there, they need to show up and throw start, a drink, throw a drink, throw a fist. Throw a party in the bleachers.
0: Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, the, the DJ there, he can't, he can't cover all of it. I know he's doing his best. He's trying to get those, those, uh, boom, boom, boom. Now let me hear you say, hey, oh.
1: But do you Thanks. think that, I don't remember this last year because Buffalo's in New York State. So when they play in Buffalo, is there, is do you think, oh yeah, there's no fans. There, there last was no year. fans. So, but when they go there this year, that's going to be no, a Yankees of, home game. Yes. Yes, it's not even going to be close.
0: No, and it is. I think it. Like if (laughs) if we didn't have those cutouts that had blue on them, like all throughout the stadium, like you would just see gray.
1: Yeah, and
0: white pinstripes. Right now, it is a home game for the Yankees. Yeah, Uh, I'm angry, but (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna let that slide. I'm gonna bring in a positive thing right now. I don't know um, because Kevin and Bo, I think. There's been water that's gone under that bridge, David. I think they've 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 let bygones be bygones because I I I saw them having a great bit of fun. I think it was Robbie Ray's start, Bo Bichette's, uh Or no, it it would have been uh, it would have been the Angels game when they thumped the Angels. Kevin took the night off. Yeah, he took the night off. They gave him they gave <laughs> him a night of rest. And uh, Kevin and Bo were hanging out. They were having a great time.
1: You know, Jacob. <laughs> Every now and then, I say some things that have no validity to them or backing. They're just either paranoias, guesses, things that come out of in the moment. Uh, I mean, notably, the Blue Jays will never go below 500. Well, that's done. And the fact that Bo and Kevin are no longer friends. Well, perhaps, perhaps I was wrong.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe, I thought, I, I don't think so. I think you were bang on. I think <laughs> the analysis that you did was, was true and, and definitely on point. I think that they just, something happened. No, you know, that they, they made up.
1: They're acting because they listen to the podcast, right? Now everybody listens to the podcast right. because they have such a massive following. And now it's like, uh-oh, the truth is out. Right, Let's right. put on a face.
0: Uh-huh. And so Kevin's uh-huh. like, the
1: only way I can do that, the only way I can put on a face and pretend to be your friend is if I drink. And then Montoyo's like, well, if you drink, then you can't play tonight. And He's like, fine, sit me, I'm drinking. And so that's why you saw that come out in the night where Cabin wasn't playing.
0: Mm-hmm. Just to let everyone know, uh, today's episode of Underdogs is brought to you by the Hyundai Tucson. Uh <laughs> The Hyundai Tucson apparently. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this commercial, David. It's really blowing my mind every time I see it. This basically in this commercial for the Hyundai Tucson, uh, there's a kid. He's tired, I guess. He's got hockey practice in the morning. He's got a stick hemming out of his bag. He's banging his stick into all these cars. This guy's just parked his Hyundai Tucson, and he's it's it's the referee of this hockey game. He sees this kid coming towards his Hyundai Tucson. He he runs back towards it and he pulls out his key. He's hammering on his keys, pushing this button. And appa- apparently when you do that with a Hyundai Tucson, it moves your car for you in the parking lot. I don't it, I don't understand what, like what the fuck is happening. He, he, he's got some, it, it's called parking assist. He's like, hey, we've got parking assist. The car, he's moving towards the car. He pushed hammers on the button like 10 times. And then the car just moves back a little bit. And I'm like, what is that? It, is it like, do you, do you know the commercial I'm talking about? Have you it, I'm, it's
1: kind of racking my brain here because I watch all of these games and there's definitely, uh, there must be a point where my eyes were on the screen when this commercial's on, but oh, I'm just yeah. not absorbing anything. I'm just checked out. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like, I can only focus on the game and not even fully, but when they're actually playing. And other than that, I just go right internal and just think about everything wrong with my life. Mm-hmm. So it's possible yeah. that the Tucson commercial didn't didn't grab me out of one of those dark stewing moments. All right. Well, thank you for, to
0: Hyundai for sponsoring this episode and letting us talk about their crazy car. Whether it's if anyone knows how that works or what it, the, the commercial just really stands out to me because they don't explain it. They just say that it has this feature and then it does it and it. I don't.
1: Also, as we did last year, just now that we're on this, might as well give a shout out to TD for again their just really subtle advertising that they do at these <laughs> Blue Jay home games by putting their logo thirty fucking times over the backdrop, so that, um, you know, we really get that they're uh, that they're a sponsor, even though it's called TD Park and uh, you know, it's in the states.
0: Yeah. Um. Moving on. Uh. So we talked, We mentioned Rowdy. It's it's a, it's got to feel good for him. He's he's really come around. He got those two hits today and I mean we all saw it. We know what happened. Vladdy, Vladdy blessed his bats, right? Yeah. yeah. He blessed them. He 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 seemed to take three bats. He kind of I don't know if he kissed them and then he kind of like rubbed them on his shoulders like he, he was going to hold yeah. them. And boom. Now he's now now what? How many bombs are we thinking?
1: For the year, how many bombs is rowdy gonna hit yeah. Ooh, eighteen, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: uh-huh, I
1: bet well, you rowdy though, on another team, like if rowdy got traded to the pirates or something he 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 get forty bombs for sure
0: why on the pirates like we just have more playing
1: more playing time, all oh, right, right right, I think well, his playing time will be a little bit diminished like when everybody comes back and everybody's. Everybody's good to go.
0: I mean, if if Randy keeps hitting, yeah, yeah,
1: well, and, Randy's gonna keep hitting. If there's one thing we know about Randall, when he starts hitting, he always keeps hitting.
0: <laughs> yeah, he never stops.
1: <laughs> He's consistent.
0: Um, it, it just feels good that they started driving the ball because yeah. you know we we're going back a little bit here. I just had a note. Um, I think it must have been after the first Yankees game. Uh, We need dingers because, you know, even in that game where we thumped the Angels, what, I don't know, 16-2 or whatever the score was, Uh, no home runs. And it felt like that was the, like the most boring blowout that I'd ever seen. Well, it was because also because never... of
1: the rain delay too. Those kind of yes. games are always have a bit of a NyQuil feel to them because they, they're such a late start. And it's, you just know that those players don't really want to be doing that. They, mm-hmm. they don't really want to be playing on a wet field and like hours after they were supposed to. And they probably just been fucking around in the clubhouse doing God knows what just, you know, and they always have that feel to them. But I agree. That was a pretty boring blowout.
0: It, it, it I just couldn't ever, like, I didn't notice how we got the runs. Like suddenly it was just like five, nothing. And it just kept piling up, but it never felt like we were driving the ball, and it, I I was trying to think of before that, going back how long it had been. I think it was like a Marcus Simeon or the Cavan Biggio home run, like two games before that, that they had hit a home run, and it just felt like there was no like no charges being put into the balls, and I feel like it wasn't until today even that it really feels like we're slugging, not just like playing small ball, getting runs, which you know I'm 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 for that too, but I mean it's hard to tee off on uh, Garrett Cole, but. It feels good. It feels good that everyone's hitting.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, I think, where this team is going to be the most exciting is offensively. And I think if we can kind of get by with the pitching that we've had, you know, if that's possible, then that's a really nice bonus. But, I mean, even last year, this team went on that crazy offensive tear, and they're really exciting and fun to watch when when they're like that. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of different type of offensive players on this team. And, my God, they strike out a lot. My God, they swing and miss a lot. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're not even bottom
0: third, though, in strikeouts. At least like sometime last week, listening to some
1: Sportsnet radio. I think there were six from the bottom offensively before yesterday. And they were top six pitching, which is completely flipping the narrative on its head. Yeah, I mean, but basically what we expected, right? Yeah. Did you know that the most improved um, running speed so far in 2021 is Vladdy.
0: How much has he gotten up?
1: I don't know. He's like league average now. Whatever the metric is, he's like 27, and he's gone up. I think last year he was like, I don't know, 30 or something like that. Right, right. right. I think I still smoke him, though, right? Uh, I don't know, man. Can you do the splits? I'm telling you right now, if Vladdy doing the splits yesterday – if i accidentally i'd be in the er if i did that there's not a (laughs) chance in all hell i was shocked. i was like he just did the full splits i was like how the fuck does he know how to do the splits you imagine being like 250 and just coming down on your groin like that oh my god
0: yeah they should i i wouldn't mind seeing like a Documentary series about him, like (laughs) learning to do that. The I I think it was the
1: first time. I think it shocked him too. I think he was like, I didn't (laughs) know I could do that. (laughs) He'd been building towards it. He had done some, like
0: he was getting close. And and he was he's coming off the bag, doing the stretches. Now he's now he's staying on the bag. But that, that that one, he he really he looked like a a
1: like a gymnast, dude. Vladdy's a good first baseman. He's gonna be a great first baseman. Yeah, I'm all I'm all in on Vladdy at first base. Yeah, Not so I, much Cavan at third. Not so much Bo at short.
0: To be fair to Cavan, I don't know if it was just today, those throws that aren't hitting the ground today. Maybe, well, maybe one did, but it, just seeing, like, I, I was I was starting to get really concerned when he was standing, like, basically on the third base or just off the third base, just hucking it. It seemingly as hard as he could, and it's skipping at the front of Vladdy and Vladdy having to pick everything out. Like, why can't it just hit him in the stomach, throw the ball in the air?
1: My feeling is every time a ball is like, you know, hit to the left side of the infield that it's like, it's lucky if it's fielded correctly and we get the out like cleanly. Mm -hmm. And I, and sometimes there's an out that's made, but there's a little bit of a bobble or like a little bit of a hiccup or a little bit of a panic and that seems to happen quite frequently. And I don't think I'm exaggerating that. That happens quite frequently. I mean, even the error today by Kevin on a ball that definitely should have been should have been played. And I wondered if he was still upset about that. What was that base running? Do you think that was him or Louis Rivera? Kevin hit a ball and went under Judge's glove and went all the way to the fence. Kevin runs to third. And then he comes around on third, but the throw didn't go home. It went right to third. And then at the end of it, he was like, It looked like he was angrily talking to Louis Rivera. And I don't know if he's mad at himself or he was mad at Louis.
0: Well, Louis was standing in the base path. And it looked like Cavan went to try and go home when he saw that they were throwing to third. And, or he was like, gonna go. and, and, And Louis was either had been telling him to go and then got in his way, or was telling him to stop and then got in his way to keep him to stop. And then that threw him off. So he didn't get back to third on time. But. I'm I want to I want to pin it on Louis. I don't know what happened but uh, just the quick uh, seeing it live and then watching one replay I'm I'm I'm
1: thinking it's Louis' fault. You would have to think it is Louis' fault because when he's headed for third he's getting the His back is to the there, ball. Right? I, like I yeah. doubt that he looked over his shoulder when he's heading to third. So Louis had to have said something to the effect of like take a look, take a look or like make a turn, make a turn or something. I don't imagine he was like, stop, stop. And Kevin was like, fuck you, Louis, And started going around the bag. I mean, maybe. But his reaction after of seemingly anger would suggest that there was some sort of miscommunication that happened.
0: Yeah. It's, it's all just part of this rough, rough start to Kevin Biggio's season. Uh, I, 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 I'm feeling nervous about. What's going to happen?
1: Yeah, I definitely like that they've taken Kevin out of the two spot. That, that feels for me worse is, that he's in the five yeah, spot. Yeah, five's not great for him either, though. I agree. Like, five, five's still a run producer. Five's for still sure. a guy's, I mean, you know, and Kevin's gotten some hits. But some hits don't take away the, the truth of some of his at-bats are looking pretty bad, and he's striking mm-hmm. out a lot. And, you know, his also his average and numbers are horrendous.
0: Yeah. It's just odd because, to me, like, I watch him play and watch him at the plate, and I feel like he doesn't want to hit it. Like, his goal is to walk. And having a guy who feels like their goal is to walk in the five spot just is confusing to me. Because then, yeah. especially now, with, like, I, I can understand when the lineup is, like, super deep. We've got Teoscar. We've got... You don't have Palacios and and uh whatever. You know what I mean? When the lineup yeah. is is what it is, one through nine, banger, banger. But when, when when it goes Vladdy and Vladdy's just on his tear, he's getting on base every time, Gritchick is is hitting well, they're they're cooking along. And then it comes to Biggio and it's like, oh man, this is brutal.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh I th- I still have this feeling that, that five spot could be occupied by Simeon. Once mm-hmm. things are kind of functioning a little bit better, maybe even six or something. It depends. Because if you could give an award to looking the worst at the plate so far this season, I'm gonna narrow it down to two finalists for you. And yeah. you know, Kirk had his home run today. I'm gonna to take him out, you know, like that's a different story. He's dealing with a lot. Not this not playing is his first much time. Much yeah, exactly I, So let's not let's not put him in this. And it was really nice to see Kirk smoke a home run today. But the two finalists are Biggio and Guriel. Who do you give the award to for looking the worst? You're not including Rowdy, no, because because Rowdy's made a little a little turn. He's made a little 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 kind of turn. I don't want to, I don't want to do that to Rowdy right now. Um, I, I, because okay. also, what's, I mean, maybe this is not as obvious as I'm thinking in my mind, but I'm thinking that the expectation of Vigio and Guriel are a lot higher than Rowdy, but that might not be true. Well, if if it's if it's about
0: expectations versus reality, I feel like Gurriel is the biggest disappointment right now. Yeah. And he's completely not living up to... And something's obviously, like, wrong or, like, he's dealing with being sick or... Did he... He has not good COVID before he got the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, you know... This guy... This is a guy who's, like, a... Could be a 300 hitter, like, at least close to it and hit lots of dingers, lots of extra base hit off the
1: one of the sweetest swings in baseball. One of the issues with that swing is very long though. Yeah, sure. And so it feels like that's
0: cabin's never, never been a good hitter in the big leagues. He's had a great OBP, but he's never, he's never hit for average. He, he hits a, a dinger here and there. Um, but it's, it's tough. I think, I think Gurriel's is, 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 worse compared to what he could be. And I think Biggio's has been probably the worst um, overall. If you,
1: the position of third base is a, a problem though, too, because I don't even mean about Cavin being a defensively poor third baseman around the league, like really great teams have boppers at third base. Mm-hmm. Like third base is very much an offensive, uh, those corner spots in the infield are big offensive spots. And so yep. if you've got a third baseman who's not that great at third base, and he's also not very good at the plate, it, it seems like a big problem. Whereas, you know, Gurriel being in left field and Guriel's fine at left field. Like he's fine when balls are over his head. That's when it feels like things become an issue, but he's got a rocket of an arm. And I do think that he'll come around with his bat. At least I believe more in Gurriel turn in the corner with his bat than Biggio, but it's almost like all of a sudden, I don't know what Biggio is. Before, when he was like a second baseman who walked and, you know, he hit the odd dinger, it was like, oh, there's like some value there at second base, some offensive value, which isn't a spot in the infield where a lot of teams have these like, you know, amazing offensive players anyway. But it was like, you're good there. You're a good leader on this team. And now that he's a third baseman, I'm sort of like, what are you? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get this anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Maybe it's not being the leadoff guy anymore. Like, that gets gets in your head, and you're like, this, is, this was my identity. I got on base. I had one of the best on-base percentages in the big leagues. Uh, I've got one of the best eyes in the big leagues, and now I'm being put in a position where my job is to drive in runs instead of trying to get on base, and that's messing with my head. I mean... Uh, does that have something to do with it? Does, does pitchers just going right after him and throwing smoke at him and saying, okay, you got a good eye. How about one right, right in your, f- down the Broadway. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's almost like if you could take a little bit of like, if you could extract some DNA from players and give other players, like a little bit of uh, other players DNA, like I'd give Kevin Biggio just like a little bit of bow DNA. Mm-hmm. And then I'd give uh bow a little bit of cabin DNA. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, that's what he said. He tried to do. He's trying to take Bo's two-strike approach. I don't know. It's not working. It's not working. No. But I, 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 I hear what you mean. I wonder if, if even right now, like the idea of giving Cavan back the leadoff and putting Simeon in the five spot, even for now, if that would help things at all. It's, it's hard to justify giving cabin any more plate yeah. appearances but
1: yeah that seems like you're taking guesses at that point or something because it, he hasn't earned to to hit lead off he hasn't really no. shown any reason to hit lead off and then you're going to put more pressure on him when he's already struggling Simeon moving down is kind of cool i don't really know who leads off at that point though mm-hmm <laughs> yeah
0: It's rough. There's not. Wait, I mean, our leadoff hitter
1: hasn't made an appearance yet. So, well, it's interesting because in the off season we were just like, man, this lineup is so deep. They're so deep. We could like, you know, lose half these guys and still be amazing. And now it feels like we're thin.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we're six and six, and we've lost half these guys, or we've had underperformance. So, I mean, things are things are coming around, and it's so early, right?
1: It is so early. But I like to freak out early
0: yeah I mean (laughs) me too you know who didn't freak out today man I can't imagine Alejandro Kirk getting beamed in the inside on his elbow 97 miles per hour and he just like it's it was crazy
1: he just dropped the bat and was like stone cold it was one of the most boss hit by pitches I've ever seen in my (laughs) life as soon as it hit his elbow he threw the bat and just stood there I thought for a second, I thought he, was, he would throw the bat, look in the dugout, and say, take me to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> because it just it looked like it happened so fast. I feel like he's like, give my will to my family. Yeah. But when he just kind of threw the bat, and then they weren't sure where the ball hit him, and then they show it right on his elbow. I was like, holy fuck. And that was the uh, Weissig, I think. It was like 98. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's tough. That's tough. I was I, and it was just all of that was just on the heels of, of firing up this
1: episode today and being like, so maybe we jumped the gun on Kirk. You know, I you know what? It's so funny because during his at bat, that's where I was having that thing. I was like, we really we really went so far. We call him silver slugger. We said that he was going to play more than and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, man, he he, he hasn't had a hit yet. And then mm-hmm. on the very next pitch, he hit a dinger. Yeah. And I was like, maybe, maybe, I mean, you never know. I mean, yes, we definitely ramped him up a little bit too much in our minds, but that's not to say that he couldn't turn a corner too.
0: Yeah. Well, we got to see more. And I, from everything I've seen and even the way that his, his at bats are going right now, I definitely don't want to see less, even with his struggle. I'm still more interested in his bat and seeing him play more.
1: His stance is so wide at the plate that when he swung at one point today and he dropped to a knee, when he was on his knee, he was the exact same height he is when he's (laughs) in his stance. And I was like, he must have a pretty tough strike zone. Oh, yeah. Tiny.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I was thinking about the size of his strike zone, too. I was thinking about him and, like, Altuve, just that tiny little (laughs) space that the pitchers have to work with.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, What do you think about Palacios so far? I was thinking about that, too. And I was thinking, I'm so influenced by hype. I'm so Mm -hmm. influenced by what you hear about a player before he comes out. We really hear that much about Palacios. We know he had a really great spring, but it's not like, you know, when Vladdy comes up, you hear about him years in advance. And you get all these numbers that will tell you why you should be really excited about this guy but there's major leaguers all across the board that become like really great players at different times in their career. And they kind of come out of nowhere. I think it's the fact that he's 25 and I didn't really hear anything about him. I'm not like, I have no hope for him. I'm just sort of like, Oh, you're, you know, you're doing better probably than you should have done and you probably will Peter out at some point, but you know, he looks good. Like he looks like he's handling himself in the big leagues. Obviously that play and right feel was a bit, bit a dog shit, but uh
0: yeah and that's that's what my major concern is with him oddly enough and of course I've seen him play like three games in the outfield but I remember his the first game that he played this season right after Teoscar went out there was <laughs> I I was feeling like I was completely out to lunch with what was going on in the game because it was in Dunedin I don't know who they were playing it must have been it must have been the first Anaheim game or something someone Smoked one to the outfield, and it went off the. He went back, ran up into the wall, and then lunged up for it. And the ball was like three feet to his left and smoked the wall. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And you know, it was a hard hit ball. It was a difficult thing to catch. But I feel like, you know, Grichik. I feel like if he was in right field, he would have he would have got that. And then, like two innings later, I guess it, Guriel. It was when Guriel got taken out of the game, and I didn't even notice. And then the same thing happened. I was like, "Wait, how did how was Palacio's getting the ball smoked off the wall and missing it in left field too? I thought he was just in right field. I don't know what <laughs> was going on." And then today, just completely misread it. Thought it was he. I guess he thought it was out of the park, or I don't know what
1: <laughs> what he thought. But yeah, all it took was a couple like a, a confident step, and he could have caught that ball but i think i think it's just it is what it is i think like these major league teams aren't stupid they know these players way more than any of us know them so when we see things like that the teams like yeah we know mm-hmm. this is why he hasn't played before like yeah. there are reasons why these guys weren't in the big leagues and you're just witnessing some of them and because yeah. like we see this guy he comes up and he gets some hits and we're like oh, this guy's amazing why isn't he yeah. been up and then you see him fuck up it's kind of like when Vladdy was coming up and they were putting all this emphasis on his defense and we were like, man, they're lying to us. They're just manipulating his service time. And then he comes up and he's the worst third baseman in the league. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, guys, we are manipulating his service time, but he's also a garbage infielder.
0: Yes. Yeah. I will say he also looks kind of skinny to me.
1: You know, look at his,
0: yeah. His arms. I'm like, what? I think what those you tall, on, on- long guys are, Deceiving. Is he tall? Yeah, I feel like he's. Tall. I thought he was short and skinny. Like I, I, I don't know.
1: I don't think he's short and skinny. I bet you he's like. I mean, let's just take some guesses. Let's let's really yeah. come up with his body size right now. Okay. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put him at six two
0: two o five. Whoa! See, I was thinking. I was no. thinking basically me.
1: <laughs> no way! Like no like fucking way! It's not five, even close 5'9", and Five nine
0: and a half, and
1: like no way one seventy. No way. I'm gonna look that up right now. You're, maybe 165. Like
0: <clears throat> yeah, look at that.
1: 165. You think he's 165? He looks he looks wiry to me. Oh man. shit. Boy was I close. 6'1, 198. Wow. I was an inch and seven pounds off. You like basically robbed him of half his half his body. I, that's what that's what the eye sees. Okay. That's <laughs> I'm usually, I'm usually pretty good with that. To me, he's got like a, like a Dalton Pompeius-esque type body. hmm
0: Okay. Um, hey, did you know that Rowdy Tellez is one of the best
1: base runners on the team? <laughs> that's I Buck told me that today. I thought that was <laughs> a shocking thing to just throw into the mix. Uh, yeah. And I mean, based on there's blood, no way that's true. And there's no way that there's enough evidence to prove that. And I don't yeah. get what the evidence would be like. Isn't base running a lot to do with speed? Yes. Smarts are a big part of it, but isn't speed important? And I'd how say it, it's and, probably the most important. And if it wasn't important, if speed wasn't important, then what are the metrics that you're using to distinguish what these other factors of being a good base runner are? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Something's something's up with Buck.
0: I, I maybe it, maybe I'm just not used to it. It'd been a <laughs> it'd been a long winter without Buck, but I feel like he's he's making more mistakes than ever. And and like I don't know, verging on
1: maybe dementia, sed- wow, senility. Yeah. I I don't know. Look, I this has been a long a long time for everybody. Everybody's dealing with their own mental health stuff. Like I had a freak out playing online chess the other day. That was one of the biggest freak outs I've ever had. And I had to stop and stand back and be like, Hey man, you're not well. So who knows what Buck's dealing with? He's also is getting up there. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. and he's got to, you know, stay focused for four fucking hours during these games. And he mangles names a lot. And I don't know, maybe like, Maybe because of Dunedin, there's like a different thing. Maybe because of COVID, he's got a lot of things in his ear where people are trying to tell him stuff. Maybe the connection's faulty and he can't hear it half the time. But because he's a responsible professional, he doesn't throw anyone under the bus and he's just dealing with a lot. I have no idea. He definitely seems lower key than normal and so does Pat. Um, Mm -hmm. There's like a sadness going on (laughs) that is different. Um, And I I don't know what it is. I don't
0: know, but he can't tell the difference between Guriel and guerrero and it, I, it's it goes at least once a game that he calls guerrero Guriel. yeah and he's and it's surprising like, to me that rowdy and of,
1: vladdy is a tough thing for him right now too. rowdy and
0: vladdy the other day too he called <laughs> he called kirk kirk was up there and he's like and the catcher alejandro pena and i was <laughs> like wait what and he's like scratch that uh Check that, Kirk, Alejandro Kirk. And I, when I looked up, I was like, who's Alejandro Pena? Like, that's not even close. Alejandro Pena is uh, was a relief pitcher <laughs> born in 1959. Like, like, and I sent you a joke, like, we were texting back and forth of, like, what, by the end of the season, who he's going to be calling Guerrero, like, what, how far it's going to go. Like, but Alejandro Pena...
1: But he does have this kind of back catalog of so many generations of baseball. And that used to be one of the things that used to crack us up about how he would always try to bring up, um, comp players to Mm -hmm. other players but he would always bring them up from a generation (laughs) that young fans have no fucking be like and this player reminds me of bucky molasses and uh and then you'd be like looking at mom you'd be like 1963 bucky molasses played 90 (laughs) 90 games and had like 10 home runs Like the fuck are you talking about buck but and and Tabby's always right there with it. He's like, do you know who he reminds me of?
0: And Tabby's like, Bucky Molasses, right? And he's like, that's exactly right. That's exactly who I was thinking. Like, oh, of course, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God, love him. God love him. Yeah. Uh,
0: you you got anything else for us here today, David? What do you got?
1: Check, Check the this- notes. Well, here's an interesting thing, and it's sort of interesting that I'm bringing this up right now. Our dude, our guy, our fucking ace, Jim Ryu, throws an amazing game last night. Best start of the season. Just a clinical uh, effort getting out these Yankees, all these different pitch combinations everything's working for him off speed man doesn't throw above 90 miles an hour. And sometimes he's blowing the ball by people. And it's just such a different experience watching him pitch than it is watching these other aces in baseball. Cause he is an ace. And I've had this uh, conversation with people before, like, you know, is Ryu an ace? So he doesn't feel like an ace. And uh-huh. and like, why don't we talk about him and why doesn't he get us going like other, other I- Players. We would have we would have talked about if we did the episode last night or if we
0: did it this morning and we were talking about yesterday's game and that yeah, was but, fresh in our mind. We would have been talking about
1: him. Yeah, but we talked about Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray didn't pitch today. Robbie Ray's pitched even longer ago than than Ryu. It, it's just that point that like we don't seem to give him the. It's not that we don't give him the credit. It's that he's not at the forefront of our mind. We just take him for granted. Maybe.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Well. I- while well, still like tying it into Buck and Tabby. It's funny you say that because I don't want to hear them do the same uh quips about how he's a different pitcher and how yeah. he does it differently than the rest of the league. And yeah. I, I can't I can't handle it anymore. I like know. I, I know.
1: All I these- know, man. He throws
0: ninety one, of course it's different.
1: I know. He doesn't it's throw ninety nine. Like- it's like before every game, it's like, and Vladdy put in a lot of work in the off. Shut up. And, and uh, he's changed his body and his approaches to play. This, uh, is really different. Why, it sure is. And it's like, okay, fuck, we get it. And it's like, yeah. and on the mound tonight is Hanjin Rail. And uh, he's not like any other pitcher. He's an ERA leader and he'll get you out. And it's like, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But uh, I but know. Nevertheless, nevertheless, we don't talk about Ryu probably enough. Well,
0: I'm remembering some thoughts that I had about Ryu in the game last night, and I'll I'll, I'll hit you with them. I I think part of it is that I want to know so much more about him, and I don't feel like I get it, and and that's part of like the marketing of like baseball in general. Part of that is the marketing of the Blue Jays, and part of that is, is Ryu's personality, and that he's not, you know, he doesn't speak. English. I mean, he probably does, but it's not his first language. He's a superstar in another country. And like, I just have this desire to like sort of get like the Trevor Bauer experience. Like, I want to know what his week is like. How is he training? Does he do anything? Cause I sort of imagine that he like goes into some sort of chamber and like hibernates like a bear in between his starts. And like, I was thinking about how huge he is and how it's surprising sort of to me that he throws so lightly. And I was thinking, like, you know, does he? Does he work out at all? Like, does, if he did work out, could he, could he dial that up? Like, do you think he, he, he must be able to throw like 96 if he really wanted to. I feel like he's just like, ah, it's easy. It's easy. Here we go. Y- yeah. You, know, I you bet can't if it, hit that. Here we can't
1: that. It's, it's so, I don't know. I would imagine if there was a contest and it was throw as hard as you can and, you know, whatever, he could get it up there to that. He, he's got massive shoulders. He must work out. To, he must do something. He's broad as a barn and he's big, man. I know, but like, I want to see him without a shirt on. I want to see what that looks like. If I went onto your Google uh, searches, would it say Hunjin Ryu no shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't done that yet. I've done
0: that with most of the Blue Jays <laughs> players and a lot of other teams' players, but let's do it right now. See if uh, anything comes up. Hunjin Ryu shirtless. Uh, no, no. There's, there's nothing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who is this? Hanjin Ryu dad bod. Okay. It exists. It exists. He's all iced up. Uh, I mean, he looks kind of like Vladdy. It looks like a similar body to like what I feel like present day Vladdy looks like. Now, this is I don't know when this photo's from. It's, it looks years old, but oh, wow. Look at his girlfriend she's good looking um <clears throat> anyway <laughs> i don't know i I just feel like they talk about him having this like big kind of gregarious personality in the clubhouse and then he jokes around you saw it last season in the playoffs with him and vladdy kind of having a similar vibe to each other he he was he was giggling at someone i think it was it was it? It was Rowdy when he hit the home run. He was just sitting there and laughing at the whole thing happening, but like trying to stay in the zone.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I don't know. Like, give me, give me some more.
1: Oh, you mean like I thought you were talking to me? I was like, what do you want from me? You mean, <laughs> you, you mean for him. I want to. Did, did we bring up the injuries yet? I can't remember. I said them to you off the top, but were we recording when when?
0: No, who's injured? Tell me, tell me, tell me. We just got to list these,
1: these injuries. So Julian Merriweather threw two pitches last night and he's on the IL because his hip on his landing leg. So gone. Obviously Springer's not going to be with the Blue Jays on this road trip. Gone. Mm hmm. Uh, Teoscar has COVID 19 and apparently no one else got it. I don't know how COVID works. I thought it was a contagious viral disease. Yeah. Um, so apparently he has it and he got it on Monday. Pearson's positive still, on Monday was out for a while before that in the protocols. Uh, Pearson uh threw uh, off a mound, so and with no pain, so he might be coming back soon. But we lost Ross Stripling today. I don't know if he's officially on the IL, but he, I don't yeah. know. He, I think they just didn't want him to play against the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, you're hurt, right? No, I feel good bat to the knees. Uh, and then Phelps did we bring this up oh, we might have I don't know, but Phelps got hit with like a 110 mile an hour rocket right to the back and almost dropped dead last night
0: yeah. by
1: uh Clint, Clint Frazier. and uh, it it the thud on the TV was an awful noise and yeah. so he's got a back contusion. He's not officially on the IL, but uh, I don't know.
0: I think he we may... can skip that, though. I don't think most people who listen to Underdogs know who Phelps is, including me, really.
1: <laughs> he throws <laughs> all the time. I feel like Phelps throws, like, every game. I know. I don't know who he is, though. He's played on the Blue Jays before. This is his second Could've...
0: stint with the Blue Jays, and I still don't know him. Come on, man. should do a
1: documentary. Get to know David Phelps. Yeah. So is that it? Or are there more? I don't know. it's all I have. Right. Well, wh- where, are we, where are we headed tonight? They're getting on the plane and flying to Kansas City? Kansas City, where it looks like it might be a bullpen day tomorrow. Or what they've also said, if it's not a bullpen day from the dead, here comes Tanner Roark to start the game. We, we should also even... mention that they uh, took yeah. Roark out of the starting uh rotation and put him as a long man in the bullpen but looks like uh, he might have snake slimed his way back into the uh, starting rotation
0: we're missing a bunch of topics here and like sorry sorry to the fans like this this schedule this week our david and i's schedule slash you know like we wanted to to do an episode i don't know how many times we've tried to do an episode this week and they're playing late and we're like ah, let's do it after and then do it in the morning and then david had like exterminations happening or you know, <laughs> then then we we're going to do one this morning and, you know, my dog was puking and I didn't have a good sleep. And then they're doing an afternoon game. We're like, well, was, everything's going to be irrelevant by the time we get the episode out. So then here it is. You know, we're we're late. It's Wednesday and we're doing our first episode of the week. And so, yeah, we missed like Tanner Roark, he, 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 like 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 we thought, like we hoped he's he's in the bullpen. You know, maybe, I, mean, maybe I don't know. If, I don't know. That's back. what we
1: hoped. I mean, that's the next best thing. But I think we hoped that he retired and gave his money back.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a, a nice option. But I'm sure, there's no way they can't bring him back to start tomorrow. You can't be like, listen, buddy, you're you're done. Ooh, we kind of need you. Will you make a start for us? No, man. Anthony K's got to make that start
1: or a bullpen, right? Kansas City's a big field so they they you know they might feel like oh, it's harder to hit a home run here. I mean Tanner will be like I'll show you. They'll hit so many home runs it'll blow your mind. But,
0: yeah. I mean they're not going below 500 so I don't think they can they can risk a Tanner Roark start regardless. Yeah. Well, let's get let's get Anthony K up there. Looks like he's he you know he's been he was throwing gas in spring training. He's looking he looked good at parts at the beginning of last season. I, I see no no reason why we don't don't uh, give him a shot. You know, throw a couple innings, see what's, see, see what it's going.
1: I actually get more excited about the idea of Tanner Roark pitching. I don't know. There's something about the anger. It's something about the anger that I just like, and I just want to see him fail, even though it hurts the team. I don't know why, but I just want the team to go gangbusters offensively, but I want Roark to get shelled. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just fun. It's just fun when he gets shelled. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't feel the same way about that. But, uh, you you know, you, you know what you like. How are how are the Royals doing this season? I can only assume that they're bad, right? Like what's what's their record here? Look at the table. Oh man, they're uh, they're second in the central, 5 and 4. 6 and 4. Oh, they they uh won, I guess, recently. I don't know. I'm looking at a table here that says 5 and 4, but you know better than me. So they're
1: they're tied for first in the central, but I mean, I don't <laughs> know, man. It's so like even Baltimore's got five wins. I don't know. Uh, things will even out.
0: Things will even out. Yeah, the Red Sox are cruising right now. But, hey, the Yankees at five and seven, MLB still got them in their power rankings number three, baby. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> let's, let's cool it on the Yankees. They're brutal.
1: They're not brutal. They're, they'll get it going. They'll they'll start to turn.
0: Well, I don't know. Two series wins for Blue Jays versus Yankees. Yeah, but give the Jays
1: some credit, baby. They're one of the top dogs in the league. (laughs) No,
0: I'm giving them credit. I'm just saying that's that's tough for the Yankees. Tough for Yankees fans.
1: I don't feel bad for Yankees fans ever. Uh, Yankees fans have been given a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, someone should... you know, if there's any real rich listeners out there, they wanna get us down to Florida, get us in a couple of games in Dunedin. Next next uh, time the, the Yankees stroll into town and they want you guys want the, the Yankees fans put in their place? A little benefactor out there, get some tickets for David and I to go down to go down to
1: Dunedin, we'll take care of it, okay? We were immediately asked to leave the stadium.
0: Hey, we go down as heroes, right? <laughs> I
1: what would you do? I would throw a
0: drink, maybe. I would Whoa. be shouting at least. Like like I'd be like, "Hey, have some respect. This is our stadium, man." Like don't you know. don't get to just yell everything. You don't get to heckle. You don't get to like the fact that Rugnet Odor went up to bat and didn't get booed once audibly that I could hear. It's outrageous.
1: Yeah, that, that is outrageous and that would be so much different if they were in Toronto. But Come on. Yeah. It's tough times, man. It's tough times. We got to stare at Ryan Reynolds cut out. Eugene Levy's cut out. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody who's ever been to Canada and is on TV has a cut out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. I'm angry. I got to,
0: I don't know. I got to, I've got to figure out, how to cool myself off here. Um, but we'll be back when we're back. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Friday, maybe Maybe Monday, maybe maybe on the weekend. You guys just watch out. You'll get that notification if you're
1: subscribed. It's Jacob's birthday on Saturday, so say happy birthday to Jacob. Ah, shucks. The big trio. Right, the big trio.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> need to, we don't need to go overboard here, David. Uh, but uh, thank you all. And a reminder, please, please do give us those reviews. We do appreciate it out there. And uh, have, a, have a nice Wednesday evening.